Welcome to the official business and lifestyle legends podcast. Real life stories, exciting interviews, and a lot of knowledge to change your life. And here is your host of today's episode, Ben Schneider. Today's episode is powered by jobmofi.com. Jobmofi.com is a job search platform where you can hire a remote worker from the overseas, from all over the world, and you can sell your services on the marketplace. So if you need a remote worker, a designer, a virtual assistant, a web designer, developer, or anything else, go on jobmofi.com, sign up for free, only verified users, no fakes, no scam. Check it out, 14 days free trial on jobmofi.com. Welcome, guys, to the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast. My name is Ben, and today I have another awesome guest for you guys. After spending the time with the Navy, he decided he was going out on his own and never looked back. So he started as a bodyguard and quickly moved into the fitness niche. He opened his first gym in 2005. Moving overseas, he opened three more gyms in Thailand, one in China and one in Australia. In 2015, he left the fitness industry and began as a life coach, first for confidence and now for cognitive mastery, where he helps men improve their business and relationship lives. Since 2015, he has helped more than thousands of men gain confidence and empowered in their marriages and dating lives and take their entrepreneurship and business innovators to the next level. He's also host of the Alpha Male, uh, Alpha Male Coach podcast. Guys, welcome Kevin Ayo. Hey Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Ben. Thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I'm really honored to be here. Awesome. Thanks for being here and hopefully sharing awesome stories with us. So um, let's have a dive into your life so you were have been to the navy and then you decided to go out and we're doing something else and starting doing into the fitness niche how did that came well you know i went in the navy out of high school and um spent some time there was it was in, was in the military for about six years and really decided that i wanted to be on my own wanted to work on my own it was uh, it was one of those things where had worked in high school, you know, worked for other people, but I, I just had this thing where I make my own skills to do my own thing. And what I found was my my ability to teach, my ability to coach was kind of like the superpower that I had, and it was like my skill. And so finding that place, finding that fitness was fairly smooth. It was a fairly smooth transition because I love working out. I've always loved working out. Even now as a life coach, I still work out every day, seven days a week. I mean, I'm still doing the fitness thing for myself. Some of my students are also looking at their health and wellness. So I'm still coaching in that fitness industry style. It's more of in a cognitive space. And I got the taste of being an entrepreneur, being, it was just <laughs> that I was ever, I started opening gyms. I opened uh, a gym in, in Oregon, um, Portland, Oregon. That's um, in the North, west part of the united states and i had that gym for about eight years which was really like my baby my first my first business my first um 
my first dive into being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, and coaching coaches, you know, teaching. I became a manager, you know, moving up, uh, run, working with employees myself. In later on in like 2012, I started moving overseas. I got the travel bug, so I closed down my gym there and started opening gyms around the world. As you mentioned, Thailand, China, and Australia. I really went. I really went that direction. Went went west across the Pacific. And uh, and when I decided that it was something I wanted to be able to maintain a travel business, something where I could take it on the road, where I could literally work from anywhere, that's when I made the move from fitness, where there was kind of that brick and mortar gym, that fit that facility that people would come to, and now I work online. Now I work online from anywhere in the world with confidence with cognitive mastery and really just helping guys men be the best versions of themselves like finding what works for them and how to gain the courage transcend the fear and live into the knowing that they are capable of achieving literally anything as long as they have that faith as long as they was have that, that something belief. you have realized in your in your own gyms that there are men who are Uh, training a lot and try to gain muscles because they are uh, incompetent of their selves? That's why I made the move from fitness to confidence because it's exactly what you said. There were a lot of guys that would come in, coach men and women, right? It was an open gym, but you know, men and women, you know, it was the same. They would come in with this idea that when I wait, when I get stronger, when I run faster, when I you know, can do more things. If I can increase physical performance, then in some way I will increase my inner confidence. And what I found with working with those types of minds was that if, if there is a lack of confidence from within, then there's no external change that can happen that will create the internal change. So guys would come in, they would lose the weight, they would get stronger, they would get faster, they would, they would increase their performance, and they would still have this lack of self-worth they would still have this uh sort of insecure in their mind that never never went away it never went away even though they achieved the fitness goals even they even though they achieved the physical goals they were looking for so that i mean that's that's one of the bigger biggest reasons that i made this shift over to confidence and now cognitive mastery was to go deeper into helping men help themselves achieve their personal greatness let's let's take a little deep dive into that because i think that's kind of interesting for all the audience out there um even when i'm not that good not that self-confident i go to the gym i want to gain some muscles because then i feel stronger and um that's how it is so i, I do also some workout by myself and if you if you have done your workout so right after your workout the, the bench press and all that kind of stuff you you move different because your mu muscles are pumped up um in that way and stuff like this so so you you stay uh you, you, your body is bigger in that uh, in that kind of moment because of the blood pressure and uh, because of the pumped um pumped muscles so you feel better in that moment so why is it not mind changing if people are want to gain some muscles or want to lose some weight um, to be or to get to get more self-confident it, it's not it's not the external thing um, the first step so I, I think it shouldn't be but 
I think for most of the people, maybe, isn't the uh, external thing the first step, and then the second thing, the se second step will follow? Yeah, if it, they it, have gained some muscles, they are more self-confident. Yeah, and again, it's very fascinating. I love that you that you're you're asking all the the amazing questions because I think most humans believe that. Most humans believe that if I can change something externally, if I can change my body type, if I can change my appearance, if I can change my habits, if I can change my job, or if I can change my relationship, or if I can change something externally, then something inside of me will also change as a result. That's backwards. It, it, that's not the way. This is why the methodology that I use when I work with my students now is so powerful of the common belief that the internal will follow the external. The truth, brother, is that the external follows the internal. When you begin to change what you believe, your external uh, habits, your external relationships, your external, um, the way you feel about yourself, the way you look, the way you um, perform, the way you relate to other people, how you, you know, your success in your, in your job, all of that changes following the internal shift in cognition. So what you're, what you're saying is, there's a belief, and this is a common belief. It's an illusion, but it's a common belief that, you know, when I go to the gym and I get worked out, I get pumped up, that the way I think about myself in that moment is different. And there is a change in cognition in that moment, but that cognition is not coming from the, it's coming, it's, it's, it's only going to last as long as that, number one, that chemical dopamine, that that brain chemical, that neurotransmitter that comes from the brain and goes in the body, it's only gonna last as long as that's there. And we get that from, you know, that feeling of pleasure, that feeling of doing something. And second, it's the thoughts that we're having in the moment. So in that moment, we have thoughts that, hey, check this out, like I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm better, and it's that thinking that feels good. If that thinking is not maintained, if there's not a belief in that, if there's not a, like a holding on to that, through that practice of mind, then what happens is the original thoughts, the thoughts that drove you into the gym to begin with, the thoughts of insecurity and being like, you know, I'm not good enough, those thoughts that drove you into the gym, those thoughts are gonna perpetuate and come back. So it's really not so much about that momentary thought or that momentary dopamine hit or that momentary sort of affirmation that we do sometimes. We look in the mirror and we tell ourselves good things. It needs to be a practice. It needs that you develop so that you're literally rewiring the brain to believe new things, and then those new beliefs will create an, sort of a, a move of ease and effortless into, effortlessness into your actions that create the results that are, that are permanent. Okay, so let's, uh, let's break that down and make an example a little bit about that. I'm self-confident. I don't like to go out maybe, um, uh, I'm, I'm not confident enough to, to talk to people or uh, making the first step. And I don't like my body. I'm, I'm not, let's say I'm not a fat guy, but um, I'm a little bit chubby maybe. Um, what, what can I do? What, what are the questions, questions you are asking these people uh, when, you, when I, I don't know, throw, throw at you a couple of thousand bucks and <laughs> tell you, Please, please coach me. Um, which questions questions are you asking me then? 
Yeah, well, actually, everything you just said there is a thought. And that is really what I do, Ben. Like, that's the big move, brother, is I, first, the first thing is identifying and separating the thoughts that your brain is feeding you from the facts of what is actually happening. And this is the methodology that I use. It's the universal truth. It's, it's that we don't see the world the way it is. We only see the world the way we are. So when you say, you know, I'm, I don't like my body, I have difficult approaching people, what, what I want to get into is what is it that you think about yourself? What is it that you're thinking when you're seeing a beautiful woman or when you're seeing a, you know, a person that you want to get to know, you want to talk to, you want to um, grow from, maybe it's a, a CEO that you want to talk to to pick his brain about you know, how to grow your business or it's a beautiful woman that you see and you want to approach her and talk to her and, and you know, create a relationship with her. What are the thoughts that are occurring in your brain? What, is, what, is, what are the lies that you're bringing you that is creating that fear, that is creating that hesitation, that is creating that anxiety? So the first thing I do is I really want to get into and get into the mind, get into your brain and, and figure out what are the limiting beliefs. What are the beliefs that you have about yourself and the world that you over time have convinced yourself are facts? Most people don't know that their thoughts are thoughts, they're sentences in their brain, they're optional. They believe that their thoughts are facts. So when they have linked their thoughts, when they have linked this, these sentences in their brain, usually unconsciously to some sort of reality, then it makes it very difficult to make any change because you can't change facts. You can't change reality. But when we disintegrate, when we remove or separate what the brain is telling you from what's actually occurring, then we can dive into, okay, this is what your brain is telling you. This is what's happening in your mind. We need to observe those. We need to look at those. We need to spend some time with those so that we can move towards with intention, with purpose, on you know, deliberately, and choosing new sentences, choosing new options, choosing new thoughts that will create the life that you intend. The life, I, you know, what I say is of your dreams. I know that sounds a little cliche, so really what I mean is the life that you determine, the life that you want to create with purpose and deliberately. And that's the universal truth, and that's the basis, the foundation of my methodology is the universal truth. Could you give us some examples of such sentences? Well, I think the biggest move, and I think the most insidious and common thought that nearly all humans have is, I'm not good enough. And this is a very common thought. It's usually a core belief that we have as adults. It begins, certainly when we're born, we don't have these beliefs. We don't have these thoughts. We develop them over time. We develop them through childhood. And now the difference between what I do as a coach and what therapists do is that therapists will look backwards. And we're going to look back. I do that because I isn't going to help you change, number one. It's not going to help you move into the future. And number two, usually the identification of the why you think this way. If I think I'm not good enough and I, and I can figure out, go in my past and figure out why I think that, then usually all that's going to do is reinforce that thought. It's just going to provide evidence for that thought. So I don't want to go into the past necessarily. Sometimes it can be valuable, but most of the time we just want to work with where we're at and move forward. And most of the time, like I say, most men have this idea that they're not good enough. It comes from comparison. It comes from society. It comes from teachers. It comes from parents. Contrast, and we look at this and say, this person's and they're better, or this person's like that, and I'm better. And so we're constant mode. But what the brain 
is it's a problem solving. So if you ask it a question, why I'm good enough, it's going to give you the answers. It's going to compare you to someone else and say, this is why. And it comes back to the question you asked before of, well, maybe my body's a little bit chubby, right? So I'm not good enough. Why? Because look at this model. Look at this guy. He's got six-pack abs. You know, he's got, you know, this, this broad shoulder, and he's got this cut jawline, and he's, he's the one that all the women are attracted to. So we have this comparison that now I'm not good enough, and that core belief that is usually unconscious. It's usually not something that we walk around thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, but it's an unconscious core belief that manifests, that demonstrates in action in many different ways, usually in the form of like a, a people-pleasing or an approval-seeking, like some sort of external validation. Somebody else tells us we're good enough and, and we're there, or somebody else tells us we're not and we believe them. So that's really the core belief is I'm not good enough. And it, and it comes in many ways. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, or I'm broken, or something like this. Now, to answer your question is how do we make this move? We want to make this move into anything you want. Like, let me put it to you this way, Ben. And, and, and I tell you ask that question because usually what I'll say to a guy, well, give me a year, give me six months, and I'll make you better. That's just the truth. Now, better, now here's the question you've asked, is like, how do we make this move into the intentional thoughts? How do we make this move into, into, into living on purpose? And that is up to the individual. That is up to my student, because better is not going to be based on what I think better is. My brain believes what better is for me. Your brain believes what better is for you. When they come to some kind of consultation call is, you know, write down, write it down. What is better for you? What do you want your life to be? What do you want your life to look like? What do you, you know, what kind of relationships do you want? What kind of income do you want? What kind of job do you want? Where do you want to live? How, how many friends do you want? You know, how do you want your relations with your family, with your intimacy, with all? How do you want to be? Because that's going to be your version of that. That's going to be what you decide. And then we go into creating or determining the thoughts that will create that result. Because essentially what happens is, our thoughts are going to create our results. That is, that is the truth. That's the universal truth. So for me to say this is the thought we move to, this is the thought that we want to work with, that would only be a thought that would work for me. With my students, it's what is better? What is better for you? Write it down. Know what your results are. From those results, we, we then re reverse engineer the universal truth, and we get to, okay, based on what you want to create, based on what your better is, based on what you know, your in intentional life is, these are some thoughts that we can begin to look at, begin to work with. Um, just to throw a few out, what other people think tells me nothing about me. Um, I can be an example of what's possible, or I, or I am an example of what's possible. Um, I am guided. I am complete. These are some basic ones that I usually help guys understand as a immutable truth. There is nothing more immutable. There is nothing more, there's nothing more true than that we are a product. We are a result. There is nothing that we can do that will diminish that, and there is nothing that we can't do that will diminish that. It is, it is perpetually perfect. I think in addition to that, um, a lot of people are struggling with their goals because um, they, they have goals like, hey, I want to be rich. For example, this is like a classical one. I want to be rich, but I want to be rich is not a goal. It's bullshit because it's an illusion because what is rich, it's not defined. So if you, if you guys are setting up your goals, it's like on uh, 31st of December, a lot of people are writing down their goals for the next year. 
and you always need to need to define your goals and um, we'll get back to to this in a second but that leads me to what you mentioned before um, it's you you named it it's like because of the mindset um, I'm a very realistic guy and um, you you said that's yeah, what our thoughts is that uh, that's what we want to uh, be like uh, kind of like that and I'm a very very realistic guy and an actionable guy so when I write down my notes and there is let's just name it there's 1 million um, euros a year or anything like that this number which is way better than I want to be rich leads me now to an action plan so what do I have to do to make 1 million a year so I have for example this product let's I don't care let's name it a coaching session um, this coaching session costs $10,000 so I have now a product with a number $10,000 and a number that I want to achieve so I need to sell this course that much time how can I sell this course that that often I need to have for example a podcast show just just an example so but now you haven't that leads you to another goal because that podcast show will not sell anything you need an audience okay I want to have 50,000 subscribers uh, or 50,000 downloads a month let's name it like that this is something you're writing down but you cannot um, um, you cannot influence that directly this is just a result out of your out of your goals you cannot influence that so what you influence on what you can influence is I want to have 50 episodes a month for example this is something you can influence that leads you to the action taker thing um, so always write down the the action steps you can do and I think when we break that down a little bit now we end up in the in your head in your brain with what you mentioned with the thoughts because if your mindset is trained like hey I need to take action otherwise that will not happen you have that thoughts um, and that and maybe some different mantras in your brain um, that leads you then out of the thought what you mentioned to the action plan which which leads you to the goals at the end what do you think about that other is you've basically explained in a, in a reverse way in, a, in a, a, a sort of a not, I don't want to say backwards because it's not backwards it's true what you said it's just you've done it from the bottom to the top you've explained the universal truth and this is exactly what I teach my students we have the result we re, we, we um, reverse engineer from the result so the universal truth is that our thoughts create our emotions our emotions drive our actions and our actions create our results and that's what you just said is that we need to get results through action and what I, I mean, men are action driven, right? Men are, you know, we want to take action. Every single human I work with is, to, is like, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. The problem with being action based as a coach is, as I mentioned before, I can tell you what to do. I can tell you, it's like, follow this exercise plan, follow this meal plan, follow this protocol for talking to women, follow this protocol for, you know, um, you know uh, making offers, right? You know, 
doing cold calls or walking up to people and talking about your business. It's, there's a lot of action that can be done, but if there's not the thought that precedes it, if there's not the, if you're not by the emotion of did it, confidence of worthiness of knowing that you are successful then you're 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 essentially just using willpower to force those actions out so you're absolutely right there's going to be that action piece we got to take action and i love the way you broke it down as well that's exactly first of all we need to define a goal we need a definable result then we look at the math look at the actionable math that it's going to take to achieve that result once we have that actionable math then we have to go to what are the thoughts that you're going to use? What are the thoughts that you're going to choose? What are the thoughts that you're going to begin to believe are tr truth, that are facts for you to drive those actions? And if it's, if it's a business thing, then you're right. It's like, okay, so here, here's what I need to do. If I need to sell 10, if I need to sell 1,000 um, coaching packages at, at 10,000 euros a, a, a month or whatever for the year to get to that goal that I'm looking for, then we have the math. Like the math is very simple. If I need to sell a fat and my, and you know, I want, I'm going to, you know, and I know that I'm going to hear um, some no's, right? I'm going to make this many offers minus this many no's equals this many yeses. So if I'm at a 10% no rate, if I make a thousand offers and I got 10 yeses or a hundred yeses, that, that, that 10%, then I know that in order to get the number of yeses I need, that thousand yeses, then I need to make 10,000 offers. So we have the math, but the math is math. The math is neutral. The math is, is just the, the movement, right? It's movement through time. It's completely neutral. It has, it has no effect on our thought. It's our thought that affects our It's a thought that affects our math. So what most guys end up with there is either they're willpowering through the thoughts of, I'm, this isn't going to work. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. Um, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how. All these thoughts that are kind of like creating a feeling of, um, you know, insecurity and doubt and worry and fear. You know, we want to look at those thoughts because otherwise they're pushing through and willpowering and that willpower eventually run out. And we all know what happens when willpower runs out, brother. I mean, you quit. That's why quitting is such a common issue. It's like we, we set these goals, we willpower ourselves through, and then we quit because we create evidence for why it's not working. It's like, this is not working. That confirmation bias just comes back to our own brain and says, see, look, like you didn't deserve this. You couldn't do this. I told you. Your brain's like, I told you so. Like, this was never going to work out. You never had the opportunity. You never had the success. You were never worthy. You never deserved this. So instead, what we want to do is we don't want to, we want to set the math up. We want to have the results. We want to have the goals. We want to have a measurable right? Like you said, we want to have that measurable. It's not, I want to be rich. It's that I want to make a million euros this year. And then we want to do the math. We want to do the actions so that we have that plan. We have that action plan. We have that blueprint for success, but we got to go back. We got to go deeper because the action alone is not enough. Like I say, the action alone is just going to be a willpower effect. So we got to go into the mind and say, what is your brain telling you about this goal? What do you, if you think about making a million euros this year, what is the first thought that comes in? What are you thinking? Do you believe it's possible? Is it something that your brain is telling you is, is that you deserve? Is it something your brain is telling you that you can achieve? If there's that thought of doubt, if, there's, if you feel doubt, if you feel worry, if you feel fear, anxiety, then we got to go into the mind and say, okay, what are the sentences? What are the thoughts creating that? We got to pull those out. We got to rip them out by the roots, right? We got to say, look, these are lies. These are illusions. These are not serving you. And we got to start to create the thoughts that are going to drive dedication, motivation, perseverance, 
fortitude, the unwillingness to quit, that knowing that it, you will be successful as long as you keep going, you keep making these offers. So yes, brother, like you, you've, you've essentially explained, you've explained the foundation of my methodology through the universal truth. The, issue, the thing about it is that it all begins with our thoughts. We've our thoughts first. Because if we don't look at our thoughts, if we don't change our belief system, then we create that an equal and opposite reaction, you know, that result that comes back to us. If we don't change the way we think, then all of those results to provide confirmation bias for what we already think of. Like I say, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, and eventually it's going to lead down to, I give up, I quit, it's over, I'm just going to go back to safety, I'm going to go back to my old life, I'm going to go back to my old habits, I'm going to go back to everything I used to do, which wasn't serving you. However, it was much safer, it was much more familiar, and that, that's where most people end up if they don't have a guide, if they don't have a coach, if they don't have somebody really helping to observe their brain objectively instead of where most people are at in that mind subconsciously and very subjectively. You're definitely right, but don't get me wrong, when I, when I, I, say, I, I say myself or I tell myself every time I'm not good enough to do, let's name it like you named it, uh, on the cold calls. So I know the math. I need to get out to 100 people a day, then I will make one sale. So, okay, but myself or my brain is telling me I'm not good enough, I cannot do that. I haven't uh, it, made a degree about that, uh, stuff like that. So now, now I'm, um, uh, I do the coaching session with you and you get all of, out of that um, sentences out of my brain. And I go to the phone and I tell myself, hey, I'm awesome. I can't do that. I'm the master of sales today. And then I call someone and he rejects me. And I call the second one and he rejects me. And I call the third one and another no. What happens right now? Right now, my self-confidence level is getting down and down and down. The math is still the same. And I know it's the same because the math hasn't changed. I know I got 99 no's today. But at the 10th at the no, I might be thinking about quitting. Absolutely. Or I might be thinking about, hey, Kevin A was telling me some crap. This guy want to only earn some money because he teach me I'm good enough. I'm the master of sales. I'm awesome. And now I'm talking to 10 people and now I got 10 no's. So basically the math is still the same and uh, every no, uh, everyone knows that. Hey, and maybe you are calling today 100 people and you get 100 no's and tomorrow you're calling three people and got two yeses. That's what the math is. Um, but the brain is or or my mind is not not knowing that or not realizing that so so how do you work with that people and i think that's a quite common problem isn't it when when i'm not not that confident and you make me strong out of that coaching session i'm motivated and then i go back to work and i <laughs> i get punched in the face yeah yeah and like this is exactly what I was just saying in that you are, if you don't change your brain first, and Ben, like this is, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful question because that's exactly the, the, that's the methodology. Because if it's just action, if I were just to say, look, here's the math, 
Do 100 cold calls a day, you'll get one. If you don't get one, then you're gonna, the math won't change. Maybe you'll do 100 tomorrow, you'll get two, like you said, because then the math is the same. It's two out of every 200. Maybe you don't get another, maybe the second day you don't get any, but the third day you get three, because it's 300, three out of 300. So the math doesn't change. Now the math might change as you change up your script or as you change up your feeling around how you are a salesman. I'm a good salesman. I'm an amazing salesman. I'm, I'm selling food to people that are starving. Like it doesn't matter what you're selling. It's the way you think about what you're selling. So there, the, the math can change. You can up that from 1% to 5% to 10%. Like the math does change over time, but it doesn't change immediately. You have to change first. So I love what you're saying there, and that's exactly what does happen quite a bit. And the reason why it happens is because the, 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 the individual is still working with cognition. They're still thinking, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. This isn't working. This is never going to work. So what's happening is that when they go and make the sales calls, when they get to that 10th call and they hear the 10th no, and the 11th no, and the 13th no, and the 20th no, and the 35th no, and the 72nd no, then they start to think, what their brain is already telling them. They might have, it's like you said with the gym. You go into the gym and you get the pump and you feel good, but then you go home and a couple hours later, you're back to thinking. So you might go off of coaching session and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm motivated, I'm good, I'm happy, I'm wonderful. And then you go and you get into the, you get into the, uh, the code calls and on the 72nd no, it's the... the thoughts that I already have. I already think I don't deserve this. I already think that it's not going to work. So it's really just perpetuating why working with me is very working with an action coach that says, do this. Changing your, your brain. You're not thinking I'm not... And, you know, I don't want to pick up this call. I don't want to pick up this... I don't want to bother you. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to be rejected. We change what you're thinking about what you're doing. We change what, you're think, what we're thinking about how you're selling so that it ends up being, I am selling food to people that are starving. The person on the other end of this line needs what I'm, I'm going to provide for them. You know, it's, it's about you knowing that what you're doing, what you're selling is being helpful. It is creating, it's like, it's like you look, you're eating plastic, brother. You're eating plastic. I have food for you. Here, there's no reason why you should say no to this. If you say no, it's because either you don't understand what's happening, you don't understand what I'm selling, you know, there's something that I'm not saying because you are eating plastic, you are starving to death, and I'm provided with food. So there is a change of the brain. If there's not a change of the brain, if there's not a change in cognition, then things are going to happen exactly the way you just described. If you don't change the way you think, then everything that happens, the math, even if the math doesn't change, even if the math, even 1% to 5% to 10%, you're still going to reaffirm the thought, the goal here, at least working with me, the goal here is to change your belief system so that those actions, that math becomes effortless. It's much smoother. It's, and, and, and the results that you get from those actions are then creating confirmation bias, are then creating, you know, and then reinforcing those new thoughts of this is amazing, I'm amazing, I'm a great salesman, I deserve this, this is, this is awesome, this is working, this is exactly what's supposed to happen, this is my life, this is where I'm going, I'm on track, I know that I'm guided, I know that I am helping people that need my help. So it's, it's like you're rewiring that brain so that instead of seeing the evidence to, re, to support the thoughts that don't serve you, and then you end up quitting, you're 
seeing evidence for the thoughts that you've chosen so that it's creating a snowball effect. It's making you more efficient. It's making you more powerful. It's, it's bringing sure, more sure. of who are um, to the surface. Is there, is there a possibility sense, for brother? you to give us a little action plan for people who are not that self-confident out there and um, wanna, wanna be a better version of themselves? What can they do? Are there maybe three questions they should ask themselves? Can they write down anything? Uh, is there something? Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing that you mentioned earlier, which is a total, it's like it never, it's not about one session. <laughs> it's not a, there, there is no, you know, confident quick scheme. You know, you've heard of the get rich quick schemes. They don't exist. There is no get confident quick scheme. It doesn't exist. Your brain, for however long, you know, you've been a, a kid, for however long you've been telling these stories about yourself, has been looking for evidence and creating a very strong belief about, around uh, you know, insecurity, I, you know, I'm not good enough, people don't want to be bothered, I'm bothering them, or, you know, there's something, you know, she's going to reject me, or I'm going to be rejected, or whatever it is that you're telling yourself consciously or unconsciously. So unfortunately, there's no get confident quick plan. It, it does, that's why I say, give me a year, give me six months, like, we'll def I'll definitely make you better, I can help you help yourself to achieve the goals that you're looking to achieve. It takes time to rewire the neural net in your in your brain. I mean, it's like right now you've got super highways of insecurity running through your head. You've created these a long time ago and you've made them stronger by looking for evidence, by finding evidence that we call confirmation bias. So when we begin this program, what we do is we start a dirt path. We start walking a dirt path and we walk this dirt path of confidence. And as we walk this dirt path of confidence, it begins to turn into a bike path, and then it begins into a sidewalk, and then we build on that sidewalk, we make it larger, and then you can drive on it. And as you drive on it, we make it bigger, and you double lanes, and then three lanes, and four lanes, and then eventually that becomes the superhighway, and that entire time, nobody's over there driving on that other superhighway of insecurity, so it starts to crumble and fall apart and go away. It's, it, it, and that's, that's what works, is, the, is you know, not to be too... Uh, not to get into too much neuroscience here, but, you know, one of the old adages is, you know, the, the synapses, the, 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 the part of the brain that wire, fires together, they wire together. So if firing thoughts of insecurity, you are wiring and making those stronger. So we stop wiring those and we start wiring the, the confident, the, you know, the confident thoughts, the motivated thoughts, the driven, the fortitude thoughts. So now let me get into your question. <laughs> let me go back to, okay. I was so waiting for it. What, yeah. <laughs> let me go back and say, this is what you guys can do right away. This is what I do myself. I do it every single day. It's something that my students do every single day. There's a lot of things that, we, that I offer my students in addition to this. There's a lot of processes. There's a lot of, uh, you know, um, like principles that we work with and that we train and that you begin to develop as a skill. The foundation of mind management is in downloading the thoughts that you are unconscious or subconscious with that are not serving you. And the reason why we download, and this is to say write, I want you to do a brainstorm. I want you to take a neutral circumstance and write down everything that your brain is telling you about the circumstance so that what you can do here is you begin to disintegrate. I use the word disintegrate, but really what I mean is separate what, is, what are the facts, what is happening in the world from what are your thoughts about it. So for example, a fact is something that is objective. It's something that is out of our control. It's something that it's not, it's something we don't even control. It's raw data, like it's just out there. And 
When I say objective, it means there's no adjectives. There's no descriptive words. There's no... And we want to make sure we have that fact. So approach anxiety with a, with a woman. Or if we're talking about, um, say, uh, uh, anxiety around cold calls, whatever that is, where we approach... You know, I have a... Doing 100 cold calls. These are facts. These are neutral. These are the right ones that our brain is telling us, right? So if we've got the woman over there sitting down... It's not that she's a beautiful woman because that's real. She's just there. She's sitting. Everybody watching her would say, yes, she is sitting. There's a chair that she is sitting on. And you want to write down all the things, all the stuff, all the thoughts. It's like, you know, she's out of my league. If She's probably got a boyfriend. She's going to reject me. She's, she's better than me. I'm not good enough. Um, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be humiliated. I don't, I don't want to go over there and be awkward. I don't want to say something weird. I don't want to freeze up. So you write down all of these thoughts that you have and you start to look at them. And you ask yourself, okay, so these are the thoughts these are the lies, or not even lies, they're just choices. You can choose to believe they're lies. Right now you believe they're facts because they're what's creating your actions. They're what's driving your actions. The action is typically to not do anything if these are what you think because you're thinking, I'm going to be rejected. I'm gonna, she's, not, I'm, she's out of my league or I'm not good enough or um, something like this. So the action is typically to not do anything. But the cold calls, I don't want to bother people. I don't, you know, I don't want people to, I don't want to be awkward. I don't know what to say. What I'm selling isn't, these people don't want it. It doesn't, you know, why would I, why would I call them at this time? And so all of those thoughts are not serving you. They're driving actions that are creating a result for you in your life that is undesirable. So once we have those thoughts separated, we go into the model of alignment. We really want to look at the universal truth and how the universal truth is playing out for you. So the first thing you do is you download all your thoughts. You pull them out of your subconscious. You pull them, you bring your subconscious thinking to consciousness. You become aware. Once you're aware, then we want to plug it in. We want to plug it into this very neutral, very practical, and very impersonal law, which is that my thought, she's going to reject me, creates a feeling, anxiety, right? Approach anxiety. My action, my feeling drives my action, which is to do nothing, right? Maybe I stare at her for a few minutes and then I decide I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk up to her. So my action is do nothing. And then my result from my action is that I reject myself ahead of time. I basically tell myself I'm no good. She's gonna reject me. So my action to do nothing is to reject myself. Now, of course, rejecting myself by doing nothing is going to create confirmation bias that she was going to reject me anyway. It's just going to make that thought a lot stronger. So we look at that universal truth. We look at that model of alignment. We say, okay, this is not serving me. This thought here, she's going to reject me or I'm going to be rejected if we're talking about cold calls. This thought is not working. It's not serving me. It's not creating the result that I want. I don't want to reject myself first. I want to accept myself. I want to know that I am worthy. I want to know that I am good enough. I want to know that I am able to speak to anybody and what they think about me tells me nothing about me it tells me everything about them i cannot be rejected when people say no whether it's in a cold call or whether it's in an approach it's not no that there's it's not me they're saying no to it's themselves which is a whole nother principle that we may or may not have time for so what i want to do instead is look at that model look at that universal truth that model of alignment and say okay where do i change do I want to change my thought? Absolutely want to change my thought. Do I want to change my emotion, my feeling? Yes, I do not want to feel anxiety. Anxiety is not serving me. Do I want to change my action? Yes, I want to change my action. I want to take action. I want to take massive action. I want to pick the phone 100 times a day. I want to walk up to those be that beautiful woman that I see in the store, in the coffee shop, in the mall, in the, on the street, you know, in the club, in the bar, wherever. I want to take a different action because all of that, my action, 
creating that result and providing confirmation bias for my beliefs. So once you have that, <laughs> you do the download first, you do the universal truth second, then we observe the universal truth and we go into modification, alteration. We go into change. We start looking at the thought, changing the thought that's going to create a new feeling, that's going to create a new action, that's going to drive a new result. And that from that result, we're now creating new confirmation bias. We're creating new evidence for the thought that we chose deliberately. So it's a three-step process, brother. First, we download our mind. We make sure we become aware of what our brain is telling us, you know, that is separate from the circumstance, separate from the fact. Then we look at how that thought is creating our result through our feeling and our action. Then we choose a new thought to create a new result through a new feeling and new action. Awesome. Awesome, Kevin. Thanks for sharing uh, this with us. So if you guys want to dive a little bit deeper into that, you can go to the, the alphamailcoach.com website and yeah, get in touch with Kevin or um, you just uh, have a look at the podcast of him, the, the Alpha Male podcast. And um, yeah, thanks, Kevin. Awesome. Awesome um, for sharing with us that stories and that uh, deep, deep insights into the mentality of the people. And um, yeah, I think there was a lot of value in it and an action plan for you guys. So definitely after that podcast, you should be a little bit more confident <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's not up to uh, about you. It's just in your mind and um, everybody can change in your mind or in, in each mind what you want to change. So, Kevin, is there anything you want to mention by the end of that episode to our audience? I just want to say, Ben, thank you so much for having me on your podcast here. It's been a true honor and a pleasure to be able to speak to your audience and help them help themselves really go through a momentous leap, moving from the external, moving from uh, you know, wanting to do and thinking that what we do is going to create you know, the result that we're looking for so that we're now into this place of thinking and being. So knowing that it is our beliefs, it is the way we think and feel about what we're doing that is truly going to create those results that we're looking for. Actions are math. They are neutral. Any action will create a result as long as it's backed by a strong, powerful belief in the action being successful. So I appreciate it, Ben. I appreciate awesome. you letting Thanks, me share man. that. Thanks for sharing Thanks. with us all that stuff. If you guys like that podcast, podcast episode, just go on iTunes and leave a review and um, yeah, some some words for us. Uh, we will read the, all the reviews and all the comments out there. If you want to know more about Kevin A, um, just hit the buttons or the links in the description below and hopefully you will be with us in the next episode. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye-bye.